It. The. Meg John. And. Justin. Podcast. Yay! <laughs> Welcome back. This is the second podcast, right? Right. That's what they say. Yep. And um, we still haven't got your questions yet because we've not launched our website yet. Um, but we've got a question that people have been, like, people have asked us about a couple of times recently. Yeah, it seems to, to keep coming up as an issue. So we thought we'd address it here. Um, and it's around having a small penis. Yeah. Mm. So in the, I guess in this section in the future, we would have we would read out your question or you would record your question, but we're just kind of going to talk about the problem here. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's about how to navigate having sex and relationships with a small penis. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, it is. Um, and I guess uh, something we want to talk about with this is... Um, well, on the one hand, what we really want to say is that bodies are incredibly diverse. So there's a lot of myths about what certain, what certain gender bodies should look like, for mm. example. And we want to really emphasise that there's massively diverse kinds of genitals, kind of bodies, and everything is absolutely okay. Um, but obviously, we live in a culture which has very limiting ideas about what bodies should look like. Yeah. Um, and this is where you get caught if you've got a body that isn't seen as kind of the cultural ideal in any way. And actually, if you think about all the different people who have bodies that are in some way different from that ideal kind of norm, it's probably more rare to meet the ideal because you've got to be like hmm. young, slim, you know, certain shape, certain yeah. size, um, often certain race, even all of these things are kind of the, if you think about the b- b- billboard advert or whatever. Um, however, that's still that cultural kind of ideal really has an impact on people. Yeah. I guess one of the things, uh, you know, the obvious kind of uh, place where we receive these cultural messages, particularly about uh, what men with penises um, should look like is in porn. Yeah. Right? And mm-hmm. so the kind of men we see in porn are happen to have penises that are like above eight inches usually mm-hmm. and we uh, only really ever see like erect penises on particular kinds of bodies but yeah there are really there are not very many porn stars yes right? because there are only so many men with above uh like above eight inch penises who look a particular way who are able to get hard on camera are able to ejaculate on camera mm-hmm. able to remember the lines and you know perform well and yeah you know and also it treat their partners well that you know treat their colleagues well mm-hmm. um this kind of the standard that we have for what men are supposed to look like or, or um with penises the, for the standard that we have for that is such a narrow unrealistic standard that exactly it means a lot of people feel really really that they don't meet that standard yeah and there's been a lot recently i've really noticed on social media as well like of accepting that somehow small penis is funny or is something mm. that is um, just make, makes a person a, a bad person or a, something like that. So there was that Donald Trump statue, mm. and that was one of the th- ways they used to kind of ridicule him. But it was something before that as well. I remember uh, that came up, and and like a lot of my friends who would never do body shaming normally were yeah. kind of sharing those jokes, like they really they were funny. So it's kind of a, still a bit of an accepted humorous thing you know as a put down for a guy which seems yeah. really unhelpful yeah it's kind of yeah. yeah it's kind of not fair i can i can see where it comes from and uh i guess it's about um uh the patriarchy and uh 
oh hateful phrase i hate it i can't believe i'm about to say this but you know toxic masculinity yeah um it's trying to take some of the power away and yeah put so much power in the, the phallus or whatever so exactly it's trying to kind of take it away from people but it's, it's used uh, against individuals which yeah, is cool right shitty way of doing it yeah and also it, it yeah just reinforces that idea that there is somehow some yeah. kind of inferiority that and there certainly isn't no definitely mm. so on the one hand we want to say you know there are huge there's a huge diversity of genitals and um we could think of uh clitoris as being on a spectrum yeah and essentially they're the same organ they are and at some point they get um they they get named as clitoris and penis in in when we're growing up um, on the one hand, if we can all, you know, if we can all accept that there is this diversity, then maybe everyone would be a lot happier. But it's not going to be very helpful us just saying, let's all be happy with the diverse bodies we have. Yeah, <laughs> when you live in a world that isn't okay with it sometimes, or that you might be meeting people who are influenced by that kind of world. So we're going to talk a bit about how you might meet people who are more okay with that diversity, mm. as well as sort of how to be a bit more okay with it yourself. Yeah. Um, yeah. So should we should we get into a bit more about the diverse kind of genitals and things that you can do with them? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's um, in our book, Enjoy Sex, How, When and If You Want To. Yeah, we still right? need to get that down <laughs> a little bit faster. <laughs> so book, so an icon book, that's the most important thing. Yeah, icon, icon books. books. Yeah. I, that's icon books. Um, <laughs> So um, if we ask the reader to unpack what we mean by sex, so if we were to unpack what we mean by sex, then actually uh, for a lot of sexual activities that can be really enjoyable, you don't need any genitals whatsoever. Yeah. Um, And the genitals that we have um, can be, are capable of receiving and giving pleasure just as much as any other part of our body, but also it doesn't Mm. mean, it doesn't matter how big it is to be able to, big or small it is you can still enjoy stimulating those yeah I feel like I'm gonna need to reword some of that <laughs> I don't know that came uh, across right? <laughs> but it shouldn't matter on, about the size is what you're saying first first point is don't focus on the genitals because other bits can have just as much fun yeah and second point is um even if you want to think about the genitals all kinds of shapes and sizes of genitals can have all kinds of fun yeah um and i guess something that some people with a small penis might be worrying about is penetration of different mm-hmm. kinds it, mm. it can be quite difficult for certain bodies to do vaginal penetration mm-hmm. and anal penetration can be particularly hard so if you're kind of wanting to do that um, that might be something that you can't do with your penis, but that doesn't actually mean you can't do penetration if you want to. Um, if you think about um, kind of a lot of women who have sex with women, obviously don't have a penis, a lot of them, and they will use strap-on, for example, mm-hmm. a dildo. And there are there are ones of those that you can get that even have a hole for a small penis to go in. So, yeah. you, you know, you could get one of those, strap it on, and still be able to penetrate a partner, vaginally, anally, whatever. Yeah. So that is still a, an option open to you. Mm-hmm. And you might decide that, you know, penetration just isn't that great. And again, there's a, there's a lot of people who, if they were your sexual partner, would be quite happy, you know, that they, they're with somebody who's not going to pressure them to have penetration because really quite high numbers of people find vaginal penetration um, uncomfortable, painful, tense. Yeah. It's not something they enjoy that much. It's, um, again, that cultural idea that that's what we should be doing is a lot of the problem. Also, people can use fingers as well, yeah. uh, as well as dildos, um, if they wanted to do penetration. Mm-hmm. And I think for a lot of people, they find that even if they 
um, have the kind of genitals where they can penetrate somebody, um, a lot of people find that using fingers is more pleasurable because fingers can do something that penises can't. Yeah, you know, like exactly. Fingers can... are much more much more mobile and dexterous. It can kind of reach particular areas that. Um, might feel really good so you can often tell what you're touching much more easily with a finger than than with a penis so you yeah can, you know if you're looking for certain parts of a partner's vagina or anus to to stimulate you're going to have a much better go at it with with fingers you yeah know what you're doing a bit more and as you were saying people can many people don't enjoy penetration at all and there yeah. are many many different things that you can do that are can be incredibly hot and really really pleasurable that don't involve anyone getting penetrated at any point whatsoever exactly um and i think it is worth looking into sort of different things that people do uh i think kink and tantra are two things worth looking at Mm. and there's lots of like self-help books and materials online about kink and about tantra Mm. but you know a lot of kinksters the whole scene that they're doing doesn't necessarily have any kind of genital contact Mm -hmm. in it it might be all about a different kind of climax or Mm -hmm. no climax at all and uh, the Tantra folk uh, is sort of fairly new one on, on me, but um, there's kind of orgasms you can have with just breathing alone, which is really quite mind-blowing mm. um, experience that you can just take your body to that kind of climax with breath mm-hmm. uh, without actually anyone touching anybody else and certainly without any kind of genital contact. Yeah. So we can really expand our repertoires yeah. sexually and then, you know, in a sense you could be seen by somebody if you if you've decided to do that and really learn about all of the different acts then you're going to come across as quite a quite the master really um yeah i mean yeah, yeah. Uh, snogging stroking massaging mm. um sharing fantasies share- watching porn together yeah yeah uh, wanking each other grinding against each other uh, mm-hmm. dry humping using your thighs um, just kind of rubbing your genitals together or um, rolling around on the bed and wrestling. Playing with different sensations, uh, power play, role play stuff. Yeah. It's just huge amounts of things. Yeah. And, you know, you kind of stir it up and all and stir it all up into the mix and you can have a very, very exciting sex life. Mm. I guess the other thing as well about penetration, MJ, is that it, there's this thing um, where people feel like if they... I guess this is advice for people who uh, do and can regularly have penetrative sex and maybe even enjoy it. That there is this idea that uh, that is the most important thing. And yeah. That everything else is just leading up to that. Yeah. Uh, and that there is, and that's part of the script, right? Um, you might be at an advantage by being really confident and really well practiced in having non-penetrative sex because then you're taking a lot of the pressure off and you're well, just in, right. able to be present to those things in and of themselves yeah yeah i thought that when i saw the film the sessions which Mm. was about um disabled guy getting um having sex with his surrogate um and it it occurred to me that actually everyone could learn an awful lot from the way they had sex in that movie yeah so sometimes if there's something about us you know whether it's our body shape or size or gender or disability or whatever it is if there's something about us that means that we can't just follow the usual sexual script it can you can flip that to an advantage because mm. the sexual script is what what makes sex bad for a lot of people. Yeah. The idea that you have to do this thing, then that thing, then the other thing, and that's successful sex. Um, so yeah, that's where you can get to with this is that actually it can be a strength, yeah. but obviously with the caveat of you're still going to have to live in this culture where people are going to stigmatise. So yeah. that's the bit that's the hard bit to navigate. Mm. I guess. We're going to come on to that in a minute about how um, people can meet different kinds of people who might be more cool about uh, 
different levels of diversity in our yeah. bodies and things. But mm-hmm. I suppose, first of all, we could want to say a little bit about how to, because of all these messages we receive around what our bodies should look like and how they should work and what it is we should be doing with them, it can be really easy to internalise a kind of a sense of like a dislike of our bodies and or a sense yeah. of shame or a sense that we don't feel sexual or that we don't feel desirable even to ourselves so I, I guess that's, that's the really, first thing right? it's a really good point and I feel like it's almost inescapable I don't know anyone who's completely managed to escape that mm. um the the French philosopher Michel Foucault yeah. let's just throw him into our podcast here because <laughs> um, we're dead intellectual um no but he 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 reckoned that two of the main ways that we we're taught to police ourselves in our culture is one is about trying to be normal and the other one is around bodies yeah and actually they come together mm. so there's this strong idea of what a normal body looks like and you know we're constantly evaluating our body in relation to that Definitely. and it's so hard to escape that it's you know, really if hard. not impossible um but we, what we can do is be really aware of that and do what we can to feel a little bit better about our own bodies yeah in in relation to that i guess what we're talking about here is like self-touch maybe and spending time with ourselves as well that's yeah. like one of the one of the things that we can do to i mean we can never escape culture even when we're alone on our beds yeah right? i mean culture's <laughs> still there but it's easier because there isn't another person there and it's really in in our book enjoy sex how when and if you want to that's icon books icon books <laughs> um, uh, we encourage the reader to before we even get to the bit where we're talking about sex with another person we're asking yeah. them to think about sex for themselves and self-touch and asking them to be present to their bodies and i guess that's what we'd the advice we'd give to somebody who's really struggling with yeah. uh, their body in any way but you know, we're talking about small penises but if anyone's struggling with any kind of with any kind of issue that's you know similar um is to think about the whole of the body and mm. all of our and also our minds and just to kind of try to find ways to enjoy different aspects of our bodies yeah right? and i it, it's really smart what you're saying there because i think there's something as well about going from the body object to look at mm. to the body as um, how it feels to be in your body yeah. and embodied and certainly all the research around body image and that kind of issue the more we can feel that sense of embodiment and yeah. feeling good in our bodies the better and yeah. people have different ways of doing it but yeah. for some it's like being in nature or doing something physically active mm. obviously self-touch can often give us really pleasurable feelings in our body yeah whatever works for you really but it's like trying to shift that that lens from you looking in the mirror and judging your body to a sense of you're in your body and feeling it and feeling how how great it can feel definitely and it's not it's not the two separate things like your mind judging your body anymore it's just like you are your body which we we are basically Yeah. yeah so i guess it might um help to do things like um to close your eyes for a bit turn the lights off Mm. treat it like it's a kind of um like you might be having sex with somebody and try to focus on some of your other senses like notice your breathing notice yeah there's a thing that mj and i were taught to do in yoga which is (laughs) that's why catherine forrest helix yoga (laughs) not sponsoring this podcast um where you know you do like a map of your body so you notice what's happening in your body from the tips of your toes to the tips of your fingers to the top of your head and just notice any any sensations that any temperature any uh tingles and you just kind of um 
You can do that whilst uh, slowly touching yourself somewhere and doing what feels nice. You might be, I'm literally stroking my arm right now. Uh, not in a sexy way, but, you know, I'm going to edit this out. Well. <laughs> so I think you should keep the arm in. So you could be touching each part of your body as you do that scan or just like bringing your attention to it. And there's a bunch of like audios online that can help you uh, go through that body scan. Just, yeah, just look for, look for body scan and find one that appeals to you. Um, but yeah, it's about yeah, it's about putting your attention on how the body feels instead of how it looks, and then you might be surprised. You know, you could even touch a part of the body that you're not very confident about how it looks, but be surprised at how nice that might feel mm. to the touch. Trying to get away from you know labeling it, oh that's cellulite or that's a muffin top or whatever, and just thinking how does that skin feel? You know, to the touch. It's mm. a, you know, it, and without any kind of evaluation of good or bad. Yeah. You know that that's the sort of the sort of thing you're aiming at here. And I guess also uh, if we and if we focus on the penis as well, if we th- mm. rather than um, rather than thinking about you know how big it is or how you know. Uh, like uh, wanking a penis like like um, you know we're typically taught to do yeah um, that we can explore how it feels to touch the penis in different ways yeah uh, and exploring where on the penis feels um, nice a lot of people um, find that the tip of the penis like the tip of the clitoris is very very sensitive known as the glands yeah and so that might be nice to touch very gently or more firmly or with wet hands or with dry hands and with a kind vibrator of, or a different sensation yeah. yeah or against a pillow yeah or, um, or some people just um, you know it, it, it's one of these things that you kind of work out for yourself so and if that can start to feel nice, then you can start to feel pleasure from your penis in a way you might not have been able to feel before. Yeah. If you think you... It's definitely worth moving away from that touch only as a kind of wank with the goal of ejaculation. Yeah, definitely. Um, just to kind of a more playful and um, experimental kind of touch mm. to just find out what, what different sensations might be nice. You yeah. might discover something new. And again, if you're interested, you can always go look at some sex toys as well mm-hmm. and find, you know, there's various different things on the market for penises these days, aren't mm. there, that give like more suction or yeah. different kind of, you know, enveloping feelings, for example. I guess here it's what we're saying is that mm. it's about being present to what you're enjoying mm. and how things are feeling. And the really difficult thing here is to tune out all of the negative stuff that you've heard about penises yeah so if you find yourself being really critical about um your body in any way then that's fine it's just it's just a thought you don't have to kind of engage with that you just yeah. come back to the body and just come back to your breathing come back to how things are feeling come back to you know what you're enjoying and just allow that thought just to go uh, if you can and sometimes that can be really difficult to go off but in order to but one of the ways to help you let go of that is to be really present and in your body this idea of of embodiment that we were were talking about and you know if you find that's something you really struggle with then there are some pretty good people around who can help professionally with you doing that there's some good books out there around sort of body image and stuff um we'll put some on our website um but yeah that's basically the idea and you might want a bit of help with it or you might find that you're able to do that all right 
and so, you might not be able to do it straight away either oh yeah it's going well. to take some time you, you know these things are all like habits we've unfortunately been taught mm. for so many years mm. to feel often to feel bad about ourselves and been teased about it it's become a source of shame mm. it might even be linked to some trauma if you've been bullied for those things so mm. you know don't try and rush it I guess this, yeah. is, this is advice that we find very hard to take ourselves we should <laughs> we should definitely um, own up to that it's re- it is hard you know yeah. not to try and just yeah get make yourself get, do a thing exactly but actually the the way is to to definitely practice that kind of embodiment and not go too hard on ourselves when it isn't it doesn't change things overnight but it, mm. it will over time definitely so say you've got to the point uh justin where you're kind of you're getting all right with this stuff um you're feeling okay in yourself you you definitely want to have a relation with someone else or mm. some sex with somebody else what would you say for somebody who's really worried you know maybe they've had some bad experiences of people stigmatizing mm. them or laughing at them mm. their body or something well i guess it's um it's down to like how we want to present ourselves to the other person and how upfront we want to be about the things that we're struggling with again mm. this can be about anything um but uh, it could be about our body, but it could be about our identity. It could be about the kind of sex that we want to have. Yeah. Um, it could be about our fantasies or our kinks. Or um, if we count up all the, all the people in the world who have got some element of shame over something to do with sex and relationships, it's probably most. Yes. Right? <laughs> um, if not all. So So there's, that, um, there's a kind of uh, an imagination that we have that if we're going to go on a ball they are going to be normal in inverted commas mm. in every way and at some point we're going to have to admit that we're abnormal in some way but actually mm. I think what we should assume is we're a diverse person going on a date with a diverse person yeah. and you know if if we're both honest we're, we're both going to have some things that we're going to need to say about the ways that we like to do things or how our bodies work or whatever. Definitely. Mm. The great thing we have now is internet dating uh, which means that I think people often felt like before the internet, although I didn't really date before the internet, but I guess people felt like only certain people could go on dates, only certain people are sexually attractive or romantically attractive to other people. Yeah. And I think the thing with internet dating is that it does open up uh, so many more people to feeling like they can date. Yeah, yeah. And you can find you can go on specific apps or specific dating websites and find people like yourself yeah um, and more easily people who do the same kind of relationships or into the same kind of sex or whatever mm. um and yeah i think it has again as we're kind of trying to um highlight there's so many people who are gonna be seen as something other than the ideal body you know quite quite wrongly because there is no ideal body and all, all different kinds of bodies are beautiful mm. in their own way um but i think you know, there's there's lots of people who are disabled in some way, who have different shapes and sizes of bodies, um, who are queer or trans or, you know, who have different shapes and sizes of genitalia, etc., etc., etc. There's just so many uh, kind of variations. Yeah. And so there are, again, you know, play, there are websites where people are less into this kind of judgmental mm. um, physical attraction. I guess, you know, it's a, it's a difficult thing about internet dating is some of it's very much based on what a person looks like. Yeah. So it might be a matter of finding finding dating websites that are a bit less based on that shit. Yeah, yeah I mean, there are some dating websites, for instance, like OkCupid, where mm. you um, you can write quite a detailed profile about who you are and you can go into, into, into some depth about who you are and what you're looking for and what kind of relationship setup you want. There are others like 
tinderature more based on looks and things so. yeah yeah and you, so you might find that you want to meet other people who are also gonna have things about themselves that are not seen as ideal because yeah. they're more likely to get where you're coming from yeah um so it might be worth being on on a site where there is more diversity of bodies definitely anyway um I mean, I think one of the things about is, you know, say you're on an internet dating site or say you're going to go on a date with somebody, like, there's the, I think the temptation is when you really feel like this is your kind of, your big issue and the thing that you've got so much, that you're struggling so much with, um, how much you want to kind of flag that up? I mean, mm. I guess there's a... I, th- I think people have different answers to this one. I think you've mm. probably got to fill your own way with it. Mm. So for some people, it'd be better to have something right up front, you know, mm. around around the difference, um, you know, say what their disability is, for example, or say that they're trans right up front, so they're not going to get messed around by a bunch of people who are going to get freaked out. Yeah. Um, whereas other people would be like, well, I wanna, I'd rather get to know people like in a, a big thing of that yeah. and then, you know, say it later mm. on you know just get a sense of whether that person's going to be an okay person to trust with that information yeah um small penis which isn't like Im- immediately visible you've got the option um and i don't think there's a right or a wrong answer to that one no how you want to how you want to play it i guess it's about how you um how you introduce it as well mm. right i mean if, if i guess the more work you've done yourself and the more you've the more you've done to try to be present with your own body and find different ways of um, enjoying being in your own body, then actually you might be able to be more matter of fact about this. Yeah. And say, by the way, I've got a small penis. Yeah. Um, and bearing in mind as well, like again, as we've said with the different kinds of sex, not not everybody even has to show their genitals in sex. You know, quite quite a lot of people are, you know, the kinds of sex they have are quite quite easily done pants on, and that's what they prefer. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, you know, so yeah, and and people have various different degree, degrees of comfort with their genitals. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think it's kind of figuring out which which way you want to approach it. The other thing is as well, I guess we've got very into the whole kind of dating through apps and websites. Mm. People do it, but there are other ways of meeting people which have less of a kind of focus on romance and sex. Mm. And uh, so it is worth kind of joining groups and things. And yeah. again, you might want to do one that's specifically designed for body diverse people. Mm-hmm. I mean, in London, we're lucky to have, you know, I think the yoga we were talking about earlier was specifically a body diverse yoga group. And yeah. there's probably all kinds of other things that are for yeah, diverse bodies, whether that's more in terms of gender and trans or more in terms of disability yeah. or uh, size as well. There's a lot of fat activist groups now, for example. Mm. So, you know, you may want to specifically seek out groups where everyone there is used to navigating having diverse bodies yeah Yeah. Um, maybe not even to get into sex and relationships but just to be able to um feel more diverse yourself yeah oh it helps no end i've heard a lot of people say actually who are into um is it naturism i'm Mm. trying to think the right the right word for it um being being, naked being naked around other people Mm. um that a lot of people find that super helpful for their relationship with their own body Mm. because you see a lot of naked bodies and you realize just how different they are and how beautiful they all are so like that you know if you're if you're into that that can be a really good way of being around different size and shape bodies and getting to know people in and you know not with the aim of sex or relationships yeah but who knows what develops you know you might meet people through there that you do want to date Sometimes just kind of uh, meeting other people that with whom you can talk about this kind of stuff just give, gives you the kind of the vocabulary as well and exactly. increases your confidence just being more 
this is you know this is just a part of you this yeah. is you know that um that's right yeah you know, just thinking about the spaces you occupy isn't it i suppose the yeah. other thing would be to maybe avoid spaces where people really are very judgy you yeah. know you might not want to go to a, a the gym where people are really judgmental about this stuff but go to a different gym mm. that's a bit more diverse or yeah you know if you're if you're gay you know there's certain aspects of gay culture that are really kind of um kind of critical about bodies mm. but there are certainly lots of gay groups that are not like that so yeah. it's about you know finding the places that are going to be a bit more accepting. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I, th- I think, think that's pretty much it, right? Yeah. But feel free to send any follow-up questions if you feel like there's bits of this that we didn't explain clearly enough or you'd like us to go in more detail about. Yeah. And we'd be happy to answer your questions or questions on anything. Yes. Send them our way. Uh, that's uh, megjohnandjustin.com. <laughs> uh, send in your questions. Uh, thanks so much for listening. Bye for now. Bye.